potholes are the most destructive things vehicles hit on a daily basis. This pothole season, get a free alignment check with any tire purchase. At Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome to this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports and brought to you by Firestone Complete Auto Care in Kenwood. Contact Derek Lester, 513-401-7892 for all of your complete auto care needs. I'm Jason Griefer, and we're joined, as always, by Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer. Brian, good morning. How are you on this rainy Monday? Good morning, Jason. Thanks for having us. Uh, you know, as always, it is a great day and a great week to be a Tiger, and I'm uh, privileged and honored to uh, just really highlight all of our uh, kids and student-athletes that have been doing an outstanding job this season. So thanks for giving us the opportunity. Absolutely, and we're going to do that and then some here on the winter season finale. And as we head now, as we're about to leave the winter season behind and head into the spring, when you look back on the the fall and winter seasons combined, as we're heading into the spring now, what do you feel like is the overall state of Loveland Athletics? Uh, I, I feel that uh, we're, we're, we've had a lot of success. I feel programs are moving forward. I feel that uh, you know our, our coaches are getting better at establishing cultures in their program. Uh, you know, and it's it shows. You know, we always do an ECC All Trophy Award, and you know we had five ECC championships in the spring, and a lot of second and third places. And in the winter, we've had a uh, we've had two ECC championships, and we've had a lot of second and third. And, and fourth-place finishes. So combined effort across the board, um, we've got great coaches and we've got high-achieving student-athletes, and it puts us in a great position to move forward into the spring uh, to compete with the rest of the conference and with ourselves and and uh, to hopefully come out uh, on top of the best we can. Well, and one of the areas that you came out on top of this in this winter season was girls bowling, winning the ECC title, the boys just off the mark in 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 the, on their side, finishing second there in the ECC, but no shame there in a great performance by them. In talking with the coaches and the student athletes there, do you feel like this season met expectations, exceeded expectations? What's the vibe? Well, you know, for the for the girls, we'll start there. The girls, obviously, uh, you know, their their goal. They thought they had a, uh, a high achieving team that could win the ECC, and they did that. Um, and they just missed by a few pins, sending the the entire team out the districts, which is which is what it takes. But we did have one uh, young lady, uh, Grady Pettit, that was that made it out to uh, districts, went up to Beaverview. We we'll talk about some great bowling on both the boys and the girls side up there. Fantastic place to host. But Grady had an outstanding uh, appearance. She had her best ever bowl. Um, she, I mean, a couple games broke over 200, and I think she. Uh, ended up with a 184 average, but uh, she placed 38th, which if you look back last year, she also went to districts, and she was in the 50th number of last year. So definitely had a big improvement this year and represents that program well. And uh, it's been a, a fun to watch these girls bowl uh, and have a lot of success. On the boys' end, um, same thing. We missed out by a few pins sending our, our kids to the districts, uh, but we had one boy make it out, Alton French, who's a sophomore. Uh, and, you know, we got a big returning group. Um, they do a good job at, at uh, recruiting our junior high kids to come out for bowling, but, uh, and that shows with our team that we have at our high school. But, I mean, wow, that, the bowling up there that, that I saw, Jason, was incredible. You had 
you had uh, the best bowlers in the state coming out of this area. You had a couple lanes down from Alton who did an outstanding job. You got a kid bowling a 300, another kid bowling a 298. So incredible talent uh, at that level, and we couldn't be more proud of Alton, who's a sophomore, uh, and Grady, who's a senior, that just represents our program well, and we look forward to, to next year. So to answer your question, I think we, we uh, you know, met our expectations, and I think there's even uh, room for improvement for growth for next year. Let's move on and talk about your academic team. As we kind of touched on last week, came up just short in winning an ECC title there. And uh, But looking at looking ahead now, you have a lot of returners for next season. Do you feel like this team is in a good spot going into next year to take that next step, win a league title, and go beyond? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big that's a, a, a big calling. Uh, you know, Walnut has obviously had that, that title for quite some time. Uh, we're always in the conversation. Uh, you know, our, our coaches have done a good job. We switched coaches, which uh, Coach Chass was unbelievable, and now we have Nate Pahona, who also does an incredible job of just recruiting these kids. Uh, and you're right, it's high numbers, enthusiastic kids who do, uh, are really full of compassion and, and do a great job uh, competitively with AQT. And, and we are sitting at a potential at-large bid uh, for uh, regionals here, so we're holding off to see where we're going, but uh, they're ready to compete uh, for that regional um, shot and moving on to, to nationals. Good season for them, nonetheless, and obviously, as you said, a bright future ahead for them. Let's talk about your wrestling team now. A postseason action in full swing now. They were uh, in the sectionals over the weekend. You're sending multiple onto the districts. That's that's not a bad way to, to start off the postseason. Yeah, Coach Weitzer has these, these guys primed. We had nine placers and five moving on. So if I could just throw out a couple of these names, uh, some of the uh, couple fifth-place uh, placers, uh, Pence and Milam, and Rubio was sixth. Now, their places, uh, they don't get to move on, but it shows that you know they came in and, and worked their hardest, and they were able to place at you know at a sectional here in, in Ohio, which is tough. Also, show, shout out to Kobe D. Milam who finished fifth, but he also had a, had his hundredth win, which is a pretty big deal for for the wrestling community. A uh, couple uh, people moving on, which we have nine of them. Uh, our 285 Sawyer Bowen, who's a sophomore, he made it out in fourth place. Uh, our 170 uh, couple seniors, uh, Liam Hamels at 170 and 113, Michael Supine both placed third. So they'll be uh, moving on to Kettering Fairmont as well. And our 106 Ty Harder and 120 Jake Casonis. Um, Ty's a freshman, Jake's a senior. This is Jake's second time out. But uh, they're they're both making it out as well, so a lot of promise for that. Five five moving on, um, and uh, you know, good placers, good wrestlers. Uh, Kettering Fairmont is going to be it's going to be a tough tough uh, way to get out. That, that is a very tough uh, district. But uh, our kids are are primed and they're ready, and they know this is all about individual right now. During the year, it's all about the team, but right now it's about the individual making it out, so uh, we'll be up there to support them, and uh, we wish them the best of luck this week in practice and making it making it out uh, from Kettering. You talked about there Jake Katsonis, and we've mentioned him quite often here uh, during the winter season, and his performance is on the mat, but you also talked about there that you've got some youngsters going on to the next round and into the districts there. When you see those youngsters go on. How is Jake as a leader and, and talking to these youngsters about the experience, what to expect, how to prepare, those types of things? 
Yeah, Jake is a leader by example. Uh, we're very fortunate to have someone of his caliber here at Loveland. Uh, he's a three-sport athlete, which is so so tough to do, uh, you know, nowadays. But uh, he does it in football, wrestling, and uh, lacrosse as well. And he leads uh, by example. He is, you know, the, the first one in there in the mat. He's the last one to leave. All those, all those things that you hear about what a leader does by example. That's Jake and. Uh, he's always quick to have a conversation with you. Uh, he's always quick to lead these young kids. I know, you know, he's taken Ty Harder under his, his wing, and uh, kids look up to him. And, and we've got a junior high program that is very good too, and they're able to go down to the junior high and and you know help uh, you know just really wrestle with those kids and be a part of those kids' lives and, and um, you know, let them know what it's like to be, a, to be a Tiger and what it takes to be a champion. So um, we appreciate what Jake's done for us. And you bring up a good point there. I want you to expound on a little bit there. The relationship between the high school and the junior high level in these sports and trying to build that relationship and keep those kids interested in moving on to the high school level, how important is that for you as an athletic director to make sure that you have a good relationship from the high school to the junior high level? Yeah, we pride ourselves on a 7 through 12 uh, school relationship. Uh, our, our junior high program is where it all starts. We've got, we have incredible coaches down there. Uh, we've got an athletic director there as well in our middle school uh, that's you know, the whole goal is how do we start at the seventh grade and then continue on into our varsity level. So we take, we place great value in that. We, uh, and all of our programs, we're, we're always going down to the games uh, for middle school at least once or twice a season. We're having middle school night up here where they're coming up to the different programs. Uh, we're going down and just having uh, leadership opportunities with them throughout the year. Um, our coaches are all involved when you're when you're a seventh grade coach you're not just isolated as a seventh grade coach you're a seven through twelve you know varsity program from from seventh grade all the way to twelfth grade uh, our coaches all go go down to the middle school during our tiger time as it's called in the middle school uh, and what we're able to do is they're able to talk about their program and to provide opportunities for kids um, Steve Adams, our bowling coach, does a great job with this, uh, you know, explaining, hey, here's some times we're going to have some up open lanes. We're going to transport you there. This is what it looks like. And just recruiting for, for your program just within our schools. And, and our swim coach is doing that as well. But we place a lot of value at that. At the end of the, uh, the year or beginning of next year, we have a 7 through 12 coaches meeting and we cater in food. We actually are going to put together a panel of, of coaches that talk about what it's like in their program, and we're just going to share ideas. So we're all about embracing the 7 through 12. We understand how critical our middle school is to our varsity success. You touched on the swim coaches going down to the junior high levels to gauge their interest, get them into the pool there. Uh, talk, take us through this season on the boys and girls' side in the swim and dive, kind of what stood out most to you. Uh, I'm going to take you right to the OHSA finals. I mean, we we had two kids that uh, will highlight, you know, um, Brandon Day was uh, second uh, in state for the 200 free, which is what a – just what an award, what an accolade to be second in state. Um, and then also, again, he was on the podium for the 100 backstroke. So congratulations to Brandon. And Riley Bullock, who's one of our divers, uh, was fifth place overall, um, you know, 
these two kids have, have done this all and gotten better from their sophomore. They went to state junior year all the way through their senior year. Those kids got Division One scholarships uh, moving on. So we're really excited about their contributions to the team and how they left this place better than they found it. I was just about to say, yeah, it's it's take us through that, the, the maturation of those two specifically and the way they've grown, not only as individuals, talent in the pool, but the way they've grown as leaders and uh, the, the shape they're leaving the programs in behind as they graduate. Well, they, they just make the program better. And, you know, whatever event you're going to throw Brandon Day in, he's going to he's going to pull the best out of anyone um, that's in that that relay with him. Um, you know, they they feel this, these kids feel, hey, we have to perform not only for ourselves but for our teammates. And he's got he has such a great relationship with them that uh, they pull out the best out of one another, and and they've done a great job and just barely just barely missing out on, on sending a relay team out. And it's not because of just Brandon Day; it's because the team around him they want to do better, they want to compete. So it's having people like that in your program that just makes the program better. Riley, same thing. She is a a diver that has just went out and helped recruit the the greatest of kids. And, you know, we had, you know, four kids in the hunt all the way up to the very end until we moved off the state. So we've got some kids coming back that have learned from her, learned how to compete at a high level and what it takes, where your mind has to be uh, and, and how you have to practice. So, you know, it's it's those kids that make your programs better. Uh, the coaches, you know, we take it as far as we can, but it's really it's it's how those kids buy in and the kids underneath them buy in as well. Moving on to the hardwood, we kind of touched on this last week. Boys basketball season ends in the sectionals against Lakota West. There, kind of a, a roller coaster season where you had a, get a, get a couple of wins under your belt, then a couple of results don't go your way. So, in, in seeing that and seeing what's what's going to be departing this team due to graduation, what do you feel is the next step for this boys basketball team? Well, we do uh, graduate some some seniors. You know, uh, some first team Ian Cox and Brenton Bouts and and, and Colin Hedgepath and. and I could go on and on, but we're, we're we're graduating them. But the most significant part that is how the how the program has grown over the last several years. If you look at seven through twelve, uh, right now, every one of those teams that we have uh, ended up with a winning season this year. So that is is very significant. We have high level of interest. Our camp numbers are really high. Um, kids want to play basketball here. Uh, the coaches uh, create a culture of just continuously to get better and to challenge yourselves. So they're already ready to you know, almost begin after it once again. But it's it's right where the coaches want it. The kids are, are, are bought in, and now it's just time to – to be a gym rat and to you know get in the weight room and be a part of the hardwood over the summer and and you know continuously make the program better and that's the step we have to take. Over on the girls' side, uh, what a season it was! And you get to the district final this past weekend and really hung with Mount Notre Dame throughout this entire game and that that's a that's a really huge deal in itself because we know how good Mount Notre Dame is. We talked about that last week. But they come up just short there in what was a great environment there. But a 22-4 and four season, nothing really to be upset about there, I would imagine. No. We, I mean, our kids did the best that they possibly can do. I mean, they're breaking records for Loveland. They're taking the team the, the furthest 
we, we have ever gone as a, as a basketball girls program. Um, they have nothing to be ashamed of, only the greatest of accolades uh, and pride they have. I mean, you, you, you watch them out. I mean, hats off the mountain, Notre Dame. They, they played very, very patient. And they they trusted in their in their in their system, and it was clearly evident. And to your point, Jason, you're right. Our I mean, our girls had to play perfect to win that game. I mean, you're, this team's ranked nationally. I mean, you have to minimize mistakes, and and you have to almost play to perfection. And uh, there really is no gap for any of those mistakes. And and you saw it. Our girls did. They answered the first quarter and the second quarter. We were up. We were up by, you know, two, I think up by one. In the third quarter, it kind of changed a little bit, but we're in the fight, and even in the fourth, all the way towards the end, there, there was plenty of opportunity. You know, you get in a little bit of foul trouble, and that's and that's kind of where we were. But, wow, we, we our girls did a fantastic job, fantastic season, shattered records, ECC champs, kids going on to play at the next level, at the highest level possible. We've got, you know, a great group coming back. Uh, including freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. It'll be back next year. Uh, Coach Parker has done just a, a fantastic job with with that culture and the seventh and eighth grade teams. They're they're highly competitive as well. So we're really embracing uh, really the trail that has been blazed, and and now it's up for the for the next the next uh, the generation to go in and. Uh, continue to make it better so congratulations to girls basketball yeah accolades across the board as you said ecc champs darnell parker was named ecc coach of the year and uh obviously a huge piece of this was jillian hayes and this is her leveling high school swan song here in the district final Uh, she's moving on now as you think about her as the sting of the loss continues to kind of move away uh, what do you feel is the legacy that jillian hayes has left behind for leveling girls basketball Hard work, show up, uh, and you know, just got to kick her out of the gym. She's one of those people, um, and so is Kate Gary. And you know, so I mean, it, it is. It was just a fine, a fine group that found ways to get into the gym, uh, regardless. And they they showed up every day, and they competed hard, and they rallied around each other, and they were the true definition of teammates. Um, they they are what you want in, in a program. So um, that's the legacy they're going to leave behind is, is how they approach the game and how they play the game. And if there's a young kid looking up to the some, someone and their attributes, well, that that's what they're going to look up to. What a great legacy that is, not only on the floor but off the floor. A lot of exciting things happen this winter season. As we wrap up here on the winter season finale, Brian, can you give us kind of a sneak preview of what we'll see going into the spring and maybe some of the highlights we'll be talking about? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna give a couple announcements out here real quick. Sure. Uh, spring Meet the Team, which is next Monday, 3-9 at 7 p.m. That's when you could come in and, and meet all the teams um, that are going to compete this spring. And we've, we have, you know, a lot of uh, excitement that is coming in this year. We've you know, our our boys and girls across who are always competitive, they're gonna they're gonna be uh, you know at the top of their programs or at the top of the conference. Our uh, our boys baseball, we've we've hired a a new coach, so um, uh, great things to come out of that program as well. Uh, girls girls track and field, they won the ECC last year, so we could see them coming back and and doing some great things. Actually, we had 108 girls come out. And, 
Jason, 108 girls. Now, it's dwindled down since then, since practice has started, to around 90. Wow. But that's how many uh, kids are interested in that program on the girls' side. The boys' side is, is we have a lot of talent coming back. Uh, we were second or third last year in the ECC, so I could see them coming back and, and really doing some uh, some great things. Uh, boys' volleyball and boys' tennis, both off, off of successful years last year, they're coming back as well. So uh, that's kind of the preseason, what it's going to look like. Um, a lot of excitement. It'll be a, it'll be a nice place up at the top of our Tiger Stadium. Uh, I do want to say that our Winter Sports Awards is Wednesday, three um, eleven at seven p.m. Come out and let's celebrate the successes that all these teams have had. And as always, let's support our Loveland Athletic Boosters. We have a mulch sale, which is a big fundraiser for us in our athletic department. All the kids meet here at uh, nine thirty in the main gym, and we are going out. As teams, we're going to be knocking on doors and, and selling mulch to uh, people in our community to raise funds for our student-athletes. So come on out and then uh, support us. Buy some mulch. Absolutely. A lot of exciting things there, a lot of exciting things to come in the spring, but uh, what a great winter season it was, Brian. Can't thank you enough for joining us here today and uh, all season long. Look forward to reconvening in the spring. Jason, thanks for having us, and as always, go Tigers. Absolutely. That is Brian Knatzer, Loveland High School Athletic Director, joining us here on the winter season finale of the Weekly 80 Podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.